touch on impeachment later this hour. I think the big news is going to come next week if there is any big news when you get the public hearings. And uh, we'll discuss that coming up. Also, former mayor of New York City billionaire Michael Bloomberg uh, looks like he's going to run as a Democrat. We'll see if this uh, means anything. I don't know if it does or not, actually. And I still say all of this so-called impeachment stuff is going to amount to nothing. There might be some good gossip next week, but I tell you what, I was watching Fox News coverage of it last night, and I thought, you guys are just inflating this to make it sound exciting and interesting. There's nothing there that will change anything. Nothing. And I uh, stand by that point of view. The one thing I thought worth discussing was that, honest to gosh, yesterday, and, and I'll try to get the tape, or we'll work with Sean to get it, Guy A was asked how he knew the president felt a certain way. And Guy A said he talked to Guy B, who had related a conversation he had with guys C and D, who had spoken to the president, who in this scenario is Guy E. So Guy A has to go four chains down the line for a game of telephone explanation, and he got the impression that the president wanted X. It's Seriously? With this? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. On the other hand, if I was Donald J. Trump, I would have Rudy under lock and key, like under somebody nobody knows where he is. He hasn't been seen for weeks, like that level of under lock and key. Loose cannon. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. So, yesterday, well, heck, for years we've been talking about, A, the West Coast bum explosion, which has now become the wherever blue states and cities exist bum explosion, because it's government policy. It's not climate change. It's not housing costs, although that does play a role. It's policy. And we were talking about the homeless industrial complex and the just mind-boggling, idiotic costs per unit of a lot of these uh, housing units that are going up. Los Angeles, the most uh, notorious of them, at $400,000 per unit. And we got a very nice note from Al Anonymous, who um, is involved in a large nonprofit in a blue city that does the permanent supportive housing that we were talking about. And he said, I agree with all of your conclusions and overall arching goals and points. So this is a guy coming to us with respect and open heart. He understands that there's an unbelievable amount of money being thrown at this. And somebody's getting this money. Somebody's profiting from this money. And there are decent people. There are scammers. There are leechers. There are uh, greed heads flocking to this issue because there's so much money going around. And Al said, well, guys, that $400,000 per unit you're talking about is for operating costs, not building costs. And then he went into the big, big staff that a lot of these permanent supportive housing buildings have. Uh, A manager, an assistant, maintenance manager, maintenance tech, groundskeeper, a housekeeper, uh, six to eight desk clerks, two additional janitors, um, property manager, assistant, blah, 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 on and on. Hazmat, pest control, security monitoring, blah, blah, blah. Huge staff. And we asked the question, well, how can you put a cost per unit on it if it's an ongoing cost, Al? We don't quite get your point. Um, but we'll we'll stay in touch with Al because, again, a good dude. But then we got this note in response to that one. Um, 
I thought I'd provide some, well, uh, I'll try to be brief. I'm extremely well-versed in the development and operation of these projects, as a large part of my work involves the appraisal of both existing and proposed f- facilities. Um, with that said, the development costs of $400,000 per unit are development costs. They are not operating costs, as previously, previously stated. Even more egregious is that these costs almost invariably exclude the cost of land, as this is typically leased at minimal cost or granted by the county or state to help out with the cost to the private developer. Accordingly, when compared to market-priced housing, which includes land cost, this price is even more criminal. The other important thing to note about this program is that, at least in the state he operates, almost all of the people receiving housing are not homeless. Instead, this program ends up targeting low-income households. Almost all of the people receiving the housing are not homeless. Right. Wow. It depends on the city, depends on the That's not helping your homeless situation. But they run into a situation where you're freeing up government housing. You're using enormous amounts of taxpayer money to furnish somebody with housing. You got Junky Bum Joe. Junky Bum Joe. Not as good as Kanye's genius billionaire Christian, but accurate. <laughs> Junky Bum Joe wants housing. So there are the good hearted, open walleted with other people's money, uh, you know, city councils or whatever. And old Junky Bum Joe is going to get him an apartment. Yeah. Well, down and out Dick and his his wife, unfortunate Eula. Wow. I'm afraid I'm not taking this as seriously as I should. Unfortunate Eula. I was trying to come up with a uh sound. Uh, uh. Anyway, so you got some. How about down on her luck, Donna? There you go. Okay, Don on her luck, Donna. And Get Dick. out of here, Eula. Yeah, sorry. Dick is leaving you for Donna. She doesn't complain as much. <laughs> we know we're down on our luck. Quit griping at me. So no, but so you've got you got a, a couple that's down on their luck, not very educated, whatever. Maybe it's an immigrant family, whatever. They need a place too, mm-hmm. and so you run into the moral, ethical, governmental problem. If the, so, Junkie Bum Joe gets a place, but not the down on the luck couple. And so a lot of this ends up just going to people who don't have enough money, which in some of the more expensive places. The, the usual suspects, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, San, or uh, Seattle, Honolulu, whatever, end up people end up being people making seventy five, eighty thousand dollars a year. Um, and, and so you're spending a god awful amount of money to accomplish very little. It's flowing to greed heads in a lot of cases. And anybody who's familiar with urban do-gooder programs knows that the greedheads come out of the woodwork, man, and they're connected politically. And so they get the contracts, and they all get rich. And the taxpayer, and this goes to one of the fundamental problems in modern America, this taxpayer who feels bad that something's happening, so says, government, government, you should do something about this. And it's almost always somebody else's tax money. That gets appropriated. And and the concerned citizen, the high-minded concerned citizen, has no time or interest in following how that money is spent. So their their conscience, their poor tortured conscience, is relieved. But nothing good happens, and a bunch of people get rich. And There's, nothing happened ah. for Sidewalk Sam. He's still out there. Or Poopin' Pete, who's, right. uh, who's fouling my doorway at my business every day. Right. Stop Poopin' Pete. Right. Exactly. And it just, it makes me nuts. And there are a couple of... 
bedrock trends in American society that are they're off. And and honestly, at this point, resisting them is a little bit like standing by an interstate highway and screaming, "These motor cars will be the death of us! Bring back the mule!" I mean, you're almost an idiot to even advocate what I'm about to advocate. Not every problem can be solved, and even those that might be solved probably shouldn't be solved by the government. It is the most blunt stupid, expensive, abusive tool in the shed, government. But somehow, through popular culture or whatever, we've gotten this idea that it's it's just this wonderful, skillful, efficient scalpel that will you know cut out the cancer and leave all the healthy tissue. It's the opposite. And this is a great example of it. 400000 bucks per unit? Yeah, it's amazing. I know guys in the building trade. They could do it for a fraction of that and to make a profit. But not government. All right. Keep paying your taxes without protest, sheep. Probably abusing listeners isn't a good strategy. I apologize. I shouldn't be making sheep noises at you. I'm sorry. Two things, both Trump-related, unfortunately, but but not Donald Trump-related. One, I don't like Ivanka's new haircut. I'm looking at Good Morning America, and I just... I don't mind it, but I'm I cherish your right to give your opinion. I suppose I'll tweet at her or something. Is that what we do in the modern world? If you don't like a celebrity's haircut, you tweet at them or yeah, just bitterly at, at them, and then you cuss them out with the the most derogatory language. You, you wouldn't can think just of. keep it to exactly. yourself. No. Why would you do that? <laughs> Jack, How are they going to know that you don't like it? <laughs> I may disagree with you, but I will fight to the death to preserve your right to express your opinion of Ivanka's new haircut of celebrities' haircuts. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, the other Trump, Don Jr., was on the View yesterday and i heard it was a, a dust up and i thought i don't want to get within 10 feet of that damn oh, thing please. but i've heard a couple of clips that are so bad they're good oh no have you heard any of them I, oh my god no, i've just, heard it described it's though. just an example of is this what it does anybody want this we should play some of it it's just incredible are there people who want that you know i said it before the other day uh, i'm a golfer i love the game sometimes you have to make a swing so bad it shows you what you've been doing wrong. You have to make a disastrous swing to realize, oh, that's why I keep hitting the ball in the woods. Could it be that the moment we're in, America, is our pumping the ball into the woods? Maybe. Maybe we realize, all right, we've gone too far. Now I see how we're screwing up. Yeah, right. We got an example of that on the way oh, on the boy. Armstrong and Getty Show. about bringing a discourse down. Joy, you've worn blackface. Whoopi, no, you I said I'm that sorry, Roman Polanski... I'm sorry, and don't... You, if you, you said do that it, Roman Polanski... It wasn't rape-rape when he raped a child. So let's, I'll, let's okay. talk about... So, yeah, no, let's things. talk Come about on, this. So you want to bring this up? Okay, so that's a little from The uh, View yesterday. I'm Don- not sure... I have ever heard a clip from that show that didn't raise my stress level. I know that that is that's funny you say that. I don't think I'd ever noticed that before, but it it makes me stressed out. Oh. It not it, it's not just 
Uh, I don't like it. It actually stresses me out. Yeah, I know. Isn't that something? That's Donald Trump Jr. on The View for some reason. Why would he go on there? (laughs) After I'm done at The View, I'm going to press my hand against a hot stove burner and then stick my little finger in a pencil sharpener. (laughs) What are you thinking, Don Jr.? (sighs) Uh, How about another little clip? Now that you've broken this piece of ice, because I guess this is the fight you want. It's not the fight yeah, I want. it is. But if we're because talking about you, character, we're talking when, about these Are you things. questioning my character? I'm not no, questioning your character. I'm talking about, you're questioning my father's character. I'm and not, I say, I'm we sorry, all have done I didn't insisting. question anybody. I simply said <sighs> that when you're talking about that your father's taking more heat than anybody else, that it's not so. It's just, you're right. It it, it stresses me out. Oh, oh. He, Come for the people willfully not even listening to other people's arguments and stay for just screaming over each other. Oh, it makes me insane. We were part of a the event not too long ago that had that flavor. And, yeah. Oh. Well, oh, my so, God. So am I just wrong that there are more people that like it? Because like, cause I don't like it. Since I don't like it, I maybe overly assume that other people don't like it. Some people must oh, like it. Well, a hell of a lot of people don't like that show. Oh. I mean, it's awful. It is terrible. But it is on the air. Yeah. And it must be making well, somebody, somebody some money. somebody likes it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but go on the internet. Somebody likes virtually every act imaginable, uh, you know, for a human being. And most of them are despicable. So, hands The it, view certainly is. Would, a, would your clip add to this conversation? It's a follow-up. It continues on from where we just left off. Do you off, want to so. hear a little more... I mean, no, but I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. <laughs> Hashtag car wreck. Can't uh, not look. A little more. Okay. All right. Here we go. Instead. As a president. And went, yes, Come as on. a president. Oh, yes. Ridiculous. He's getting pressed. He's a president. I think, I think a president. five took a lot more heat than your father has taken at his hand. Okay. Uh, name a president who's taken more heat than Everybody stop. Oh, 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 they have a bell. So, I stand corrected. There should be a limit to the First Amendment. Exactly. I apologize for my past advocacy for free speech. There are certain shows I was wrong. that shouldn't be on the air and channels that shouldn't, shouldn't exist. I think if you can get, say, a 96% vote to ban, for instance, The View, I'm willing to limit the First Amendment. <sighs> oh, I know. God, it just, it, uh, it like, it gives me weird shivers and everything like something like i almost got hit by a car <laughs> yeah that's that's weird that we both have that same emotional response to it it is horrible as entertainment it's disastrous as you know discourse as as conversation he's got a new book out is that the deal Yes, yes, yeah. So he was, uh, in theory, promoting his book by going on there. <laughs> That's a good place and, to go. In oh, practice, boy. I think he sees value in him going on mainstream media and fighting back. Absolutely. Not only that, but if Hoopy and Joy Behar and the rest of them are screaming that he's an evil person, it, it polishes his bona fides with the pro-Trump crowd. Clearly. Uh, okay. So and that's, that's, yeah. the, and he that's gets the to shots at uh, John McCain's daughter, who the, the McCain and the Trumps, they're, right. they're not Oof. exactly friendly. Yeah, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, uh, that's ugly. Um, uh, What do you figure Don Jr.'s next chapter is? How does he see it? Is he, he probably keeping his possibilities open? He saw his dad get the big chair. He's thinking, that eh, could happen. Or is he content to being a, a, a global hospitality mogul? This part of our... Uh, the, and what uh, about Eric? <laughs> this part of where we're going as a country is just uh, the, the whole... 
you scream at me really loud. That'll help me look better for my crowd, and I'll scream at you and just, ah. Yeah. Ah. So, uh, Perdinka's got a new haircut there. And, Ivanka. Um, oh, sorry. And, um, Perdinka? Did I hear that Jared got his security clearance revoked? I just heard that once. Jared from Subway? No. <laughs> Why no. did he have it in the first place? Jared Kushner, his, uh, 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 oh. Zadunka's, um, oh. uh, husband. I don't, I don't know that story. <laughs> Because uh, he's, he's bringing peace to the Middle East. Right. What's you com- got to have a security clearance for I that. would assume. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got a new report. What about our northern border? Illegals sneaking in from all sides. We got our eye on you, Canada. Hong Kong protests take another ugly turn. And we have a new listicle. America's least favorite Thanksgiving foods. And I tell you, some of the results will shock you. Number one, yams. <laughs> The results will shock you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a of a Thanksgiving thing I don't like. I don't well, like. That's the, why well, go ahead. I don't like the innards from the turkey. But that's oh not, Lord, the giblets. Yeah, Jeez, some people my. eat that. My dad eats that sort of. People stuff. ate that because there was a depression <laughs> on. Because they were <laughs> the only food. Because they were in the or at the Donner party. They'd already eaten the feathers and bones. That was all that was. Uh. Kidney, <laughs> have a kidney and the beaks. Oh, oh God, and the beaks. Yeah, <laughs> yummy beaks. Were you going to mention Bloomberg, this newscast? Not this time, right? Yeah, Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York, billionaire. Right. Looks like he's getting into the race. Whether that means anything, I don't know. I don't think it's going to mean much. Ooh. Joe thinks it might mean something. Was he the governor of New York as well? I don't think so. No, no I, thought he, I thought he had a couple of positions. He, uh, he's really old. Um, wow. A little dismissive. Well, he's not new young blood. He's certainly. Bernie old. Yeah, he's, he's Biden old. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if this makes any difference. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, what about the northern border? The Washington Examiner reporting growing numbers of Mexicans are flying to Canada and then sneaking into the U.S. across our northern border. Buenos dias, eh? The majority going through a specific part of Vermont, northeastern New York, according to federal law enforcement officials. This has got to be a slightly different crowd, right? I mean, you're not dirt poor if you're buying airline tickets. International airline tickets. Right. But the uh, law enforcement officials are reporting an increasing number of illegals had flown into Canada by way of its electronic travel authorization program that allows citizens from certain countries to enter Canada without first getting a visa. Hmm. Well, anyway. Both Mexicans and Romanians are using the program to legally enter Canada, and then they're sneaking across the border from there. Yeah, build a wall and make the Mounties pay for it, eh? <laughs> build a wall around Romania and make Canada pay for Mexican food? Romania? Yeah. What? Yeah. Somebody yeah. help me with that. Where did they come into this? That's what they're saying. All of a sudden, we're seeing this increased number of Mexicans and Romanians coming in across the border. But they're flying into Canada. Yes, yeah. And this is under a program that was started several years ago, and uh, now as the word gets around, hey, you know, you can fly in without a visa, you know, it's starting to spread. The movement's starting to spread. I uh, This was pre-9-11, but I remember I took a trip to Canada one time, and I crossed, geez, way up in Montana somewhere on some highway, and I I remember I was at the border, and I looked both directions, and I thought, geez, there's, there's nobody you can see here for as far as the eye can see. Right. 
Right. There's would be nothing to sneak into the country, but never been a problem, really. Yeah. Tell you what, Donald J's got to get that pretty little prime minister on the phone and, and read him the riot act, huh? We're not going to put up with this country being flooded by Romanians <laughs> via Mexico or something. On another note, protesters in Hong Kong now vowing revenge. They are blaming police for the death of a 22-year-old student who fell off a parking garage last weekend, fueling the five-month-old unrest. The hospital says the man died on Friday morning, but they didn't provide any further details. So some 1,000 mass protesters marched through the busy central district at lunchtime, chanting, disband the police force. Hong Kong people, revenge and a blood debt must be paid in blood. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not sure that's the right strategy. I'm not sure there is a right strategy. Yeah, there's not. Time is not on their side. No. No, except only in the long, long, long sense, but who knows? Elon Musk has another big unveil. It's, it's sad to say. I'm sorry, Marshall. Yeah. It's sad to say on the uh, one day off the anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. But China's way, way better at being a, a dictatorship, a communist dictatorship, than the Soviets ever could imagine right. being. They've got a very long view. They've got an economic engine, and there is... Well, I was going to say there's no upside for China to let them continue to exercise their rights. Um, so they will crack down. They will oppress Hong Kong. The only yeah. upside is financial. That You know, this is getting way into the weeds, but what if Xi Jinping realizes, okay, seems like every effort we make to bring them closer to our boot heel, uh, the revenue decreases. We might just have to put up with it. Oh. I think there's any chance that I suppose I could becomes a dynamic. I mean, because if if he went way too far, I think he'd see a disastrous drop in uh, uh, Hong Kong's economic output. But we got this text on the uh, previous border story. Buenos dias, I want to suck your blood. Ah ah ah. So that's a people from Romania sound yes. like vampires, and evidently they picked up a little Spanish while they're in Mexico waiting for their flight to Toronto. Okay. Yep. All right, my friends, we have got the new listicles of America's least favorite Thanksgiving foods. You know, we got a text that pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is a funny thing. Most people love it, but the people who don't like it really, really hate it. I will never eat one. A pumpkin pie? Yeah. You hate pumpkin pie? I, have, I get no joy out of eating yeah. pumpkin pie. Yeah, that, that seems to be a thing. People who don't like pumpkin pie, it's not just kind of a neutral thing. It's like a, uh, keep that away from And me. if you told me I could never eat pumpkin pie again, kill me now. <laughs> there you go. It makes life worth living. Yeah, some of the pumpkin some... pie is, is uh, near the apex of the pie arts. Who ate a giant piece at 9 o'clock last night with whipped cream on it? Oh, you're, you're my hero. hero. You're my hero. Yeah. Pumpkin pie that. last night before I went to bed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes, fat. America's least favorite Thanksgiving foods, the top five according Ball to the latest. Ball bearings. <laughs> oh, is it? They're probably the traditional foods. Yes, yeah, we're I talking see. traditional. This is according to the latest Harris Poll survey and a warning some may shock you. <laughs> All right. The fifth most disliked Thanksgiving food. It happens to be. The, the pace, Marshall. The pace. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe it. <laughs> this is number five. God, if there are five of them, get moving. <laughs> All right, the traditional star of Thanksgiving, turkey. 
turkey is the fifth most disliked food. What? Well, on many a table, it would have been for me. If it's cooked even close to properly, I really like it. Ah. But I've been to a lot of households where it's just so dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's please. the worst thing on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a hot dog. The survey is blaming millennials for the turkey's decline. Yeah, it 40, is. <laughs> 42%. A millennial saying they serve a main dish other than turkey at Thanksgiving. Judy could take or leave the turkey, but uh, I'm, you know, frankly, very good at uh, cooking them. I inject them full of spicy sauce. The breast's very moist and uh, and yummy. We we moved on Bad to... Bad turkey's terrible. When I was a kid, I remember my, my uh, parents, they moved on to steak at some point. Really good steak, so sometimes mm, nice. we do that. Fourth most disliked food, pumpkin pie. Yes, yeah. the fourth most disliked. There yeah. it is. I really like it, but third most disliked uh, Thanksgiving food: sweet potatoes, whether in casserole form or another preparation. Sweet potatoes. You know, that's another funky five. textured Thanksgiving food. I remember being disgusted by them as a child. Are uh, they the same as thing as yams? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. more or less. Yeah. yeah, same taste. I don't. I don't think I ever tasted them until I was in my thirties. Huh. And I thought, well, this is delicious. Hey, quick yeah. question: Do we want to run out of regular potatoes? What's wrong with those? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the best part of the yam, the sweet potato, is that uh, often they're mixed with marshmallow <laughs> and put on the table with right. Which is, please, we need more of that. <laughs> Kids, eat your broccoli and marshmallows. <laughs> Second least liked uh, Thanksgiving food: your green bean casserole. Mm. Green mm. bean casserole. I like that one. Yeah. I guess that, that prob- a lot of and these you don't like depend. pumpkin pie? Yeah, that's right. What the hell's the matter with wow. you? Uh, what sort I, of strange human are you? I, I eat <laughs> pumpkin pie, I feel like I've been tricked. <laughs> wow! Is it the really? consistency or just the flavor? Is it both, I think? Uh, I, I tend not to like any of the pies of that consistency. Uh, okay. All right, and America's least favorite Thanksgiving food, top of the list, cranberry sauce. Again, well, I like all this stuff. I need all of it right now. As a kid, I thought it was repugnant. Uh, it was repugnant. As yep. an adult, I love it. Yeah, I got to stop myself from eating too much of it because it's, it's just a spoonful of sugar. Forty-six <laughs> percent of the people asked that they thought it was disgusting. That was so. part of our family tradition. My my mom would get out this old tiny god dang that thing might might have been from the early 1900s. Yeah, big hand crank cast iron metal thing. And she would clamp it on the countertop, and then we'd grind up the cranberries. Oh, wow. Fresh made. Oh, yeah, okay. and uh, that was just oh. kind of a thing we did. I guarantee you, cool. 95% of America just gets it out of a can. Oh, yeah. And oh, plops yeah. it on the table with the can shape still <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, if, that, if it's not on that, I'm not eating it. Right. <laughs> Fresh made. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I am capable of eating horrific amounts of pumpkin pie. I mean, I just, I don't get tired of it until I'm physically in pain. If you, assuming you like pumpkin pie at all, um, it's the closest to me always between homemade and store-bought. You can get the, the, the gap is the, the smallest. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like agree. apple pie, the difference between store-bought and homemade, they're like different things. Yes. Yeah, well well analyzed. There's nobody... <laughs> I, I've analyzed pie a lot. <laughs> there is nobody who I consider a, a more authoritative authority on pie than you. It's like when I stopped at the pie store the other day, and my wife said, you know, some people call that the fruit stand. <laughs> but I call it the pie store. The pie <laughs> store. You mean other people come in here and buy some of this fruit that's around here? 
I'm here for the pie. How how wide ranging? How Catholic are your tastes? I mean, for instance, the strawberry rhubarb fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. The pecan, I love it. No, I don't like pecan. I like the pecan. Pecans look very sweet. Pecans look like bugs to me. Oh, oh boy, they look like cockroaches. It looks like a cockroach pie. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> yummy. Mmm. No, I don't like cockroach pie. Oh, I do love oh, pecan boy. pie with a nice hot, hot cup of coffee. Are you kidding me? Gimme. Um, a comment has has reached our eyeballs and soon to be your ears from uh, another one of our beloved listeners with comment on the the enormous amount of money washing around the homeless industrial complex. I think it's a very very good common sense analysis. Also, a, a statistician has broken down the numbers around strip clubs and NBA players. And how the strip clubs affect their game. And it's pretty good. Among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Las Vegas makes it illegal to camp or sleep on the streets or sidewalks. At the city council approving the measure in front of a fired up crowd. Protesters say the ban criminalizes the homeless population. Those violating the law could be fined up to $1,000 or put in jail for six months. This is heartless and disgusting. The city of Vegas is making it a crime for a homeless person to sleep on the street. Like, what's their pitch? Oh, we don't want these homeless people because they might scare away our usual crowd of pimps and bookies, you know? (laughs) And also, how are you going to fine a homeless person? Asking a homeless person to pay a fine is like asking Nancy Pelosi to blink. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Those eyes don't close. It's also crazy. It's also crazy that the punishment for being homeless in the street is going to be six months in jail. Like, for me, this is always the paradox of America. Because the government could be providing housing for homeless people, but instead they'd rather spend $4,500 per person to put a homeless person in prison, which is a place with a roof and a bed and a TV. That's a house. Just give them a house. Take away the bars and the toilet wine. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yay! Yay! The city's going to force the people to live in jail, and then what? At the end of the sentence, you're going to be like, okay, you're free. Do you have a house yet? It's like, no. Then get back in there. Get back in there. Uh, you know, he strikes in some interesting points there. That's Trevor Noah from The Daily Show last night. One being, that is one of the conundrums with the homeless population, which uh, the cities, especially on the West Coast, have found out. You can't give these people tickets or whatever or find them. Right. They just th- they, 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 they use them for toilet paper and don't pay their fine. Then what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is that is a challenge. You know, it's funny. He's a clever guy, and some of the jokes in there were pretty funny. But um, he asks questions as if they're rhetorical questions when they're not. They're they're reasonable questions with specific answers. Hey, before you get to one of those, what was the chant there? What were they chanting? Uh, it was a hey hey ho ho homeless have got to go something like okay. that. And so, that's in Las Vegas. Yes. God dang it! I want to hear more of that. I want to hear more people mobilized showing up to the city council meetings because the. Uh, <laughs> The unicorn riding, just living in fantasy land, fantasy land crowd has been showing up to these city council meetings for years while you were asleep or doing other things. 
and uh, and allowing this crap to happen. Yeah. And now the normal people need to show up and say, no, where are they going to go? Don't care. Somewhere else. You know, away from me. The, the frustrating part about some of these discussions is that Trevor Noah is way down the road of certain assumptions about society. And actually, you know what? I'm going to hit Greg's email. Um, well, well, no, I guess I'm not. Um, as uh, he wishes to be anonymous. Nobody named Greg has written or will <laughs> ever write us an email. Nothing you ever hear on the air came from Greg. You know, I, I tell you this. It's... It, it's funny. Everybody, the the request for anonymity has skyrocketed in recent years. Um, and I have no idea where uh, Johnny here uh, lives or anything, but Johnny could not be a more common name. And we never use last names. So are people just like crazy paranoid? Or, I mean... Greg is practically a name as common as John. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what the concern is. The point of the email, which perhaps we'll get to later. When you've forgotten his name. Right. You know, because I, I think it's actually ridiculous and silly to not go ahead with the email. On the other hand. You're a man of honor. I am a man of honor. Well said. <laughs> The Honorable Joe Getty. I will tell you this. The theme of the email is that whoever pays the bills for something uh, should be in charge of it and take responsibility for it. And it also uses one of my favorite Latin terms in loco parentis, meaning acting as the parent. And what Trevor Noah's way down the road of is the idea that human beings are not primarily responsible for their own for themselves and their own behavior. It's mostly government. Or if human beings screw up at all, government immediately should act in loco parentis, um, which is an abhorrent notion to me. Well, that's one of the great liberal conservative divides. Of, of, it's always been weird to me because I'm built the way I'm built. But this assumption that everybody's going to try as hard as they can, everybody is trying as hard as they can. Right. And so if, if their nobody, lives go wrong, that's almost no fault of their own. Well, it's something with the system in some some way, because they were trying as hard as they can and making the right decisions. And I look around and think, how where did you come up with this idea? But that that's what the belief is. Well, if those people are out there on the street, you know, the they've been screwed by by the world. And we need to figure out a way to fix right. them. And I, I maybe I'm, I'm, I'm probably too far down the road this way, but I look at the crowd on the street and think, you're a bunch of screw-ups who've messed up your lives. Get the F out of here. And turn that, it around. And that's the way I life, look at it. Turn it around. But you've got those extremes and then normal people closer in the middle, maybe. I don't know. But Well, the idea that some 24-year-old junkie is merely an unfortunate and the rest of it is just absurd to me because I've known 24-year-old junkies. They're screw-ups. They need a kick in the ass. And the point they don't of, need a, a free bed. And the point of jail versus regular housing, uh, even if jail is more expensive, is you want it to be some sort of deterrent or punishment or something 
taking away people's freedom that would make them think, I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm going to figure out a way to straighten out my life. Right. That's that's the point of that. Right. It's you gr- give people a house, well, it's the same thing, jailhouse, whatever. Maybe he was just trying to make a joke, I don't know. But then people think, well, cool, I'm never going to work. This right. is awesome. No I matter just, what I do. I'm just going to be drunk the rest of my life. The government and the taxpayer will act in loco parentis. So a great example of this, I just happened to see there's an update to a story that I read with interest and, and mentioned on the air several weeks ago. Jack, it was the Yale graduate and Wall Street worker who's ended up homeless in Los Angeles. And the story is framed, the headline, the subhead, the the beginning of the article is framed that if a Yale graduate who was a respected Wall Street man could end up homeless, anyone could end up homeless. And man, it lays it on pretty thick. Then you get down about halfway, two-thirds of the way through the article, and you find out that this guy quit Wall Street and he moved to L.A. to become a gay porn mogul, and he got hooked on meth. So he's a tweaker junkie, would-be gay porn guy who lost his money when the bottom fell out of the porn business. And you're telling me that his woes are not about his life's decisions? It's just Please. like it's just like the New York Times article I read on the air a couple of weeks ago. They did a long story similar. Remember, it was the sommelier who lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes, recommending wines to some of the most expensive restaurants in the entire. And oh, then culture. And now man. he's living on the street. And then it mentions in there somewhere he became a crack addict. Right. Yeah, he became a crack addict, and your life really changed. It's got nothing to do with me or Trump. Or really anything right. other than you decided to become a, a start doing crack. Not talking about the the uh, mentally ill here. Just talking about the junkies. I see somebody make terrible life decisions like that. I want to make it as hard to be a junkie as I can. And they'll think I can't do this anymore. I've got to stop. A lot of y'all want to make it as easy as you can. Food, clothing, medical care, a bed, the rest of it, these poor, unfortunate people. You're wrong, we're right. It's called enabling. Google it. 